0: So basically, if you look at the mind, you've got the conscious mind, you've got the subconscious mind. And you know the subconscious mind is where all our programming is. It's essentially our operating system. I've heard that the conscious mind processes about seven to 10 bits of information per second, where the subconscious mind is processing about 20 million bits of information per second. So there's so much going on there that we're not even aware of, we're not even thinking about, it's just automatically happening. You know, our beliefs, our behaviors, you know, our actions, that sort of thing. So basically what you're doing with hypnosis is you're distracting and sneaking suggestions in to the subconscious mind. You're just kind of opening that doorway to get in to the subconscious mind. It says, okay, you think this way, well, we're going to move these connections around a little bit and now you're going to have a completely different thought pattern. (laughs)
1: Thank <laughs> you. Hey, everybody, John Chisholm here. Welcome to the All the Best podcast. It's my own special blend of motivation and devotion designed to help you find all the best in life. I just believe there's always a way to make your life better. I want to help you get there. Nothing's going to be off limits in this show. We're going to talk to amazing people from all kinds of backgrounds, beliefs, and points of view. We're going to be bringing you insights, advice, and inspiration to guide you into the coolest chapters of your life and maybe help you actually enjoy your time here on planet Earth. So buckle up, kids. This is going to be fun. Hey, everybody, and welcome to the show. In the vast universe of podcasts, you've chosen to invest a few minutes into your best life experience, by hanging out with me and some amazing people that I get to bring to you. Is that cool or what? Well, today I have a totally mesmerizing guest, like literally, his name is John Moyer, and along with being a motivational trainer and speaker, he is an actual hypnotist. A former stand-up comedian, John now uses comedy as he does corporate speaking and training events and hypnotizes people on stage for fun and for profit. He's pushing 250,000 YouTube followers with dozens of his self-help hypnosis and meditation videos. I made him promise not to hypnotize me during our interview, but I have to admit that our conversation was fascinating and He just had me spellbound as we talked about the spiritual implications of hypnosis, how it works, whether or not it's outright mind control or voodoo or whatever it is, and I came away having seen his genuine heart to help people replace negative subconscious habits by rewiring the brain to do what God created it to do, to help us live into all the best That God has provided. It's a really fun interview that could help pull back the curtain a little not only on John's journey into being one of the top hypnosis YouTubers, but maybe even help you to gain some insights into your own subconscious negativity and how you could overcome it to find all the best in your life again. I know you're going to be mesmerized by the kindness, authenticity, and amazing heart of this self-help hypnotist, my new best friend, John Moyer. Hey, everybody, I want you to meet my new best friend, John Moyer. John, welcome to All the Best.
0: Thank you for having me. I I appreciate it. And uh, I didn't even have to hypnotize you for us to become best friends. It just worked (laughs) out that way. (laughs) Well, you know, that was going to be my lead-in. I was going (laughs) to
1: say, okay, first things first, you got to promise not to turn me into a chicken. I promise I will not (laughs) do that. (laughs) No hypnosis during the show. But yeah, dude, well, I'm so curious. You have such an incredible journey from, you know, just being a, a comedian, a stand-up comic, and then turning into a stage hypnotist and now a YouTube phenom with dozens of incredible episodes, programs. I've been a fan for a couple of years. I went to sleep last night. I think I was listening to uh, Discover Your Powerful Self-Love Worth. Just so good. I don't remember what it said because I went to sleep, but it's all in your
0: subconscious mind. That's the important thing.
1: It is. Well, tell us a little bit about hypnosis, if you can explain it, because I think you know, for a lot of people, you know, we see people like you on, you know, the television shows, and you're you are turning people into chickens or making them feel cold or hot or weird crap like that. Where you're one I, I saw, dude, you were you were just putting a whole row of people to sleep all at yeah. once. Open that up just a little bit. What is hypnosis
0: and how can you explain it? So basically, if you, you know, if you look at the mind, you've got the conscious mind, you've got the subconscious mind. And, you know, the subconscious mind is where all our programming is. It's essentially our operating system. And if you think about it, again, in terms of computer analogy, I, I've heard that the conscious mind processes about 7 to 10 bits of information per second, where the subconscious mind is processing about 20 million bits of information per second. So there's so much going on there that we're not even aware of, we're not even thinking about, it's just automatically happening. All our programs, our, you know, our beliefs, our behaviors, you know, our actions, that sort of thing so if you look at again the conscious mind of the subconscious mind there's a thing there's a divider kind of a firewall between there and it's called the critical faculty and to use another analogy that that's worked pretty well for me you look at the critical faculty as the bouncer with the red velvet rope outside of the nightclub who determines who gets in and who doesn't get into the nightclub that's cool so basically what you're doing with hypnosis is you're distracting the bouncer with a red velvet rope, and sneaking suggestions in, you know, to the subconscious mind, you're, you're just kind of opening that doorway to get in to the subconscious mind. It says, okay, you think this way, well, we're going to move these connections around a little bit. And now you're going to have a completely different thought pattern.
1: Very cool. So it's like opening the subconscious mind Mm -hmm. to more suggestions, getting you into a suggestive state where if you want to make changes in your life, lose weight, stop smoking, stop being an asshole (laughs) where, where you just, you know, it's like, I mean, I, I, am I catching the gist of it?
0: Yeah. Well, you know, cause you know, if like to use like a, you know, talking about going to the gym or losing weight or whatever, you know, somebody, you know, they wake up on new year's morning and they're like, okay, new year's resolution. We're going to do things differently. And we hate going to the gym. So we're, going to go to the gym we're going to make it happen and then of course a week or two weeks three weeks into January they're not they're not going to the gym anymore and that's because their subconscious mind has this link, this connection to going to the gym is too painful. It's too hard. It's too difficult. We can't make time for it. So there's all these things associated with going to the gym. So with hypnosis, you're, you're going in there and you're disconnecting the connections between the gym and it's too hard. It's too difficult. Can't make enough time. And then you're plugging those into love going to the gym. The going to the gym allows us to feel great. Going to the gym is a wonderful thing. That sort of thing. Right
1: it's so crazy to me that we're we have this conflict between the conscious and subconscious mind how does that happen or how i mean do you have any kind of thoughts on that why is, why is it that way the thing is
0: is the conscious mind is the it's able to you know make judgment and reason and you know it's able to evaluate things you know we're able to do that with a conscious mind the subconscious mind it doesn't judge. It doesn't have reasoning. When there's something that becomes linked up in the subconscious mind, that's going to be the operating pattern. And you know, I'll I'll give you a really interesting example for experience I had. I worked with an individual who, it was the strangest thing, they had this huge aversion to peanut butter. Anytime um, they smelled peanut butter, the thought of peanut butter, doing anything with peanut butter for the kids, they would gag and choke and they couldn't. Didn't know what was going on. And the the thing was, it wasn't like a debilitating thing for them, but they're like, you know, I'm really curious as to why I feel this way about peanut butter. So, (laughs) and it turns out as, you know, we, you know, doing the hypnosis session when they were about two, three years old, they were being babied by a a relative. And what had happened was, is that the relative made peanut butter sandwich for the two sisters. And this one person, she was playing with the peanut butter sandwich, she wasn't eating. The relative got really upset and took the peanut butter sandwich and was like, you're gonna eat your peanut butter sandwich and like shoving it, trying to force feed the peanut butter sandwich into this person's mouth. And of course, um, she was gagging, she was choking. She felt helpless and overpowered. And so what her subconscious mind did was says, was saying, you know, the experience we had of peanut butter, we feel helpless. We feel powerless. We choke, we gag. We don't want anything to do with peanut butter. Wow. And now the thing is, is that's a completely, you know, on a, if you look at it consciously and logically, that's a complete ridiculous kind of a thing to associate, you know, together, but that's what her subconscious mind did. It associated peanut butter with all of those negative wow those negative things and so that's what the subconscious mind is doing all the time it links things up doesn't have to make any difference if it makes any sense it uh, doesn't have to reason the subconscious mind goes this plus this equals this
1: amazing so to be
0: abused with a peanut butter
1: sandwich
0: yeah, yeah. I think anybody would have an aversion to it yeah. right yeah that's what's so interesting because and they it wasn't even in their conscious mind they when going through the process of hypnosis, she was able to recall that this was Hmm. the experience. Well, you know, the first place I encountered hypnosis
1: was in therapy sessions where my therapist was working with me on some things that I was really struggling with. And I knew the basis. I I knew, you know, where the trauma was coming from, but we weren't making a lot of progress. And so he said, well, you know, I'm trained, let's, let's try this. And that's been a number of years back and it, there was some some improvement, but it wasn't the kind of hypnosis that I watch you do on your videos when you're doing corporate events and you're putting a row of people to sleep. What's the difference between what you were just describing about the bouncer and, and using hypnosis for distracting the mind so you can get positive suggestions
0: when you're doing your stage show, what's the difference there? The, the the premise is still exactly the same. The technique is still exactly the same. The same things are going on. The difference is the suggestions are, you know, instead of somebody, you know, tapping into something that's might be a, a very serious uh, situation for themselves or something that they're, you know, trying to overcome, you're giving them, you know, kind of more playful, more silly suggestions that are are playing out in, in front of an audience and the audience obviously finds it to, you know, to be quite funny. The thing is is when you're working with somebody one-on-one, there's, you know, what they call a feedback loop and you're able to kind of evaluate, you know, what the person's personality is like what they might relate to and you say okay now i can cater the tools in my hypnosis toolbox to be able to you know fit this one person now when you ha- when i've had 20 or 30 people on stage you kind of have to take a one-size-fits-all approach i know i have about you know maybe five to eight minutes or so ten at the most to do what i'm you know going to do relative to to hypnosis so you you, you You have a feel of what the audience type is like, what the crowd is like, and you know that you have to approach it a little bit differently depending on the audience. You can't so much cater things to the individual that's up on stage because of the fact that you've got so many people. Were you freaking out the first time you tried that? Oh yeah. Because when I, when I first decided to, to do it and get into it, you know, I wasn't going out and, and doing a show. The, the the woman I was dating at the time, she had some, some teenage daughters. They had teenage friends and, you know, they all came over to my girlfriend's house at the time. And, and the funny thing was, is, I mean, I, I had done stand up comedy, you know, in front of thousands of people, you know, I've been on live um, television. I had all these experiences where like, man, I can I can do this. This is a piece of cake. But I don't think I was ever more terrified than when I was in front of like eight teenagers, you know, <laughs> seeing if I could seeing if I could do this. Right. And we and, can identify. And, yeah, you know, I've got my notes there and I'm I'm reading, you know, stuff. But but then all of a sudden when it happens and you see um, it work, you're like, oh, my gosh, th- this really works. You know, this yeah. I, I can do this.
1: I think you need a new video on parenting through hypnosis. Yeah,
0: right. People people ask me if I I've used that on my on my kids, you know, in the past. Yeah, it works out uh, quite well.
1: <laughs> It'd probably be a bestseller. So earlier in your life, I mean, you've been pretty open in your biographical material. You you've talked about a couple of failed uh, marriages. I know now you and your wife Rochelle, you know, kind of seem to be be teamed up. Yeah. In this thing, so you're in a pretty happy place in your life but you even mentioned uh, a suicide attempt Mm -hmm. and you want to talk about that a little bit and how some of this changed in your life
0: yeah well the going into my, you know if we if we dip back in a little bit when i was you know at what i was doing stand-up i graduated from theater and film school with a screenwriting emphasis and you know i've had a few screenplays produced that i've written some of them i don't know if you can see the posters back there on the wall but my first love was performing live on stage now, when you're in film school and you're writing, they teach you that all drama is conflict. That's what makes a movie, right? There's not going to be any home alone if the kid doesn't get left home alone and if there's no burglars trying to break in into the house. So, I kind of took that um that breakdown and I applied it to what I was doing relative to jokes and my you know and my time on stage. And so I felt, hey, drama's conflict, and dysfunction and drama that that can be funny. So, and I talked about, you know, my personal life on stage. So my, in my mind, I'm like, the more dysfunctional my personal life is, the more drama there is, that's all fodder for, you know, my stand-up comedy jokes so I can be funnier on stage. And I was, you know, doing uh, somewhat well, you know, performing professionally as as a stand-up comic, but personally I was in a very dark, unhappy place. And Mm -hmm. consequently I wound up going through, you know, another divorce, the father of two young boys, dating all the wrong women and kind of staring down, you know, I was just, I wasn't quite 45 yet, I guess, staring down what I thought was going to be the second half of my life, having no idea, like, you know, just feeling hopeless, And, you know, how are things going to turn around? And just the myriad of, you know, lies, you know, that we're telling, you know, in our, in our mind. And yeah, I got to a really, really dark place one, one night and I swallowed 29 Ambien and chased it with a glass of vodka. Oh my gosh, oh. And, and you know, and and the thing is, is that I understand what that mindset is like Mm. when you feel so hopeless and you're standing on the cliff and you go man i'm just i'm just going to jump and i i don't care i just want to escape the pain and of course now I, I you know i look at it and i'm just like oh my god what what was i thinking because i can i can see things much more clearly now mm. but you know before i you know swallowed down those 29 a.m., i mean i had a playlist on you know my ipod you know it was comfortably numb and uh, you know the, the mash theme suicide is painless all these kind of depressing thing. And and I said to myself, look, if there's something, if there's some higher power, if there's some energy, if there's some force out there, and I honestly don't know what it is, but I suppose if I'm supposed to meant to be around, I will be around. And with that, I swallowed everything and put the earplugs pl- in. And 12 hours later, I, I woke up, you know, I was covered- I was covered in puke i had no idea i don't remember throwing up i don't remember anything after the point where i basically fell asleep or blacked out oh my gosh and the thing is you know hitting that bottom for me i'm like okay i try to figure out a way to you know to to climb out of this and you know it it wasn't right away but things gradually began to to change and then ultimately the the biggest shift came from when I you know discovered hypnosis and and meditation, and i'm I'm understanding that it works and i'm I'm you know doing this with other people, and I start to implement that on me. I started a daily practice of 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 meditation mm. and uh, hypnosis, and I shifted all of the you know the negative the limiting beliefs that I had in myself about myself about what I was able to do, who I was able to be, what I was able to accomplish. And, you know, the interesting thing is, is and, and I'm very much of the fact that, you know, we, we put this energy out there and the energy resonates and like attracts likes and, mm-hmm. and, and things align, you know, in our in our lives. And then, of course, I wind up, you know, meeting my wife, Rochelle, and that was, you know, I was like, wow, this is. This is what a healthy, you know, functional relationship, you know, can, can, can look like and, and, and be like, and, you know, the interesting thing is, is especially, you know, when I, when I met Rochelle, you know, my whole thing is, is like, look, I'm just going to put everything out there on the table, all my, you know, like Eminem at the end of eight mile, when they have the rap battle, he's just going to yeah. insult himself. So they'd have nothing to use on him. That was my whole thing. I'm just, I'm exactly. doing this. And you know, here you're going out with somebody and you're, you're like, well, let me, let me tell you what I tried to do with 29 ambient. Right. Mm -hmm. And you're like, Oh man, Mm -hmm. this is going to be. And, and the, the crazy thing was is, you know, my wife had went through, you know, her, her divorce and she was in a dark place and this was kind of right about the same time. And she's like, you know, I took a scarf and, try to hang myself in in the closet Uh, and my sister, uh, you know, discovered me. So, you know, we had all of these really interesting parallel similarities, you know, up to the point, you know, to, you know, to meeting each other. And and if you're going to tell me it was a coincidence, there had to be about, you know, 200 things that had to, you know, just be a complete coincidence for, you know, for this to, this to come together. That's amazing! What a story. Now,
1: I've I, in my research, and I've been looking into this a number of years now. Some of the people I've studied say all hypnosis is self hypnosis. So, do you use hypnosis on yourself with your meditation practice, or do you? How does that work, or do you have to be hypnotized by someone else for well, it to be effective?
0: the, the thing about hypnosis and meditation—they're sister states of mind. You've got the exact same thing happening relative to going from a beta brainwave state down to alpha and theta brainwave states mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. all of that stuff is 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 you know kind of the same the thing is is of course when people think about hypnosis they think about somebody talking and you know guiding somebody through and when they you know people think about meditation they just think maybe you know i'm sitting down and you know just not thinking or, you know, or, or being right. Right. And you'll hear things like guided meditation or guided hypnosis, hypnosis, meditation. A lot of those words are interchangeable. You you know, you, you look around on YouTube. So for me, I was just initially kind of listening to like some, like an audio program of hypnosis or a guided meditation. And it's like, you know, working a muscle, you know, you work it. you could build it and train it and develop it. So for me, I'm able to get down into that, you know, that trance state, you know, the alpha theta brainwave states on my own now, cause I've, you know, kind of conditioned, you know, myself to be able to, you know, to do it. And it's something that, you know, if somebody has never experienced and they're looking to experience, then yeah, you can listen to, you know, a program. There's, that's the great thing about the internet. There's a lot of stuff out there that it can help people. And I tell people, so find something that you like. There's no right or wrong. There's only if it works for you or if it doesn't work for you. So, you know, experiment and see, you know, the, the different hypnotists that are out there and how their approaches and how, you know, do they resonate with you and, you know, the types of programs, you know, that they're doing. And if you just start listening to this stuff, your mind's going to pick it up and you're going to be able to, you know, develop that ability to just, mm. um, go down. And and that's the thing that the more you experience hypnosis or meditation, the easier it becomes for somebody to be able to continue to, you know, to get into that state.
1: I'm a big fan of Dr. Joe Dispenza. Oh, yeah. He, yeah. he talks about, you know, all the brain wave patterns mm-hmm. and the meditations that he offers and so many correlations in prayer across all the religions and what happens in our brain state, no matter to whom you are praying or where, what your faith tradition is, there's still all of this physiological response yeah. in our bodies and the brain waves and all those kinds of patterns. And the thing I love about you and that, I, as I said, I'm a fan, man, I've just really been enjoying you for the last few years and have, have benefited. I'll send you 10 bucks. Um, <laughs> you know, it, it's, it really is that whole idea of rewiring the brain and eliminating negative thoughts and and patterns and installing empowering thoughts Mm -hmm. and uh, do you meet with people one-on-one and do any kind of therapy and coaching with your hypnosis? How does that work? And are there some examples maybe that have been real success stories? I, you know,
0: I did a little bit of that in the beginning. I, you know, my, my passion, the thing that I love is, is kind of being out there, w- you know, with groups of people, whether it's doing the stage show, whether it's doing what I do on YouTube. My wife went on and she certified, you know, as a, as a hypnotist as well. And then she's really good at, you know, the, the, the one-on-one. And, but you know, the thing for me and and really my, my broadest, widest base is, you know, my YouTube subscribers and the, and the audience on YouTube. And it's, you know, it's amazing to me that I'm able to hear from so many different people around the world, you know, literally, I mean, I've got 233,000 subscribers now. And, and you, you, I, there's comments after comments, after comments about how, People have been able to tap into the, the the power of their mind, and and you you know you said this earlier. All hypnosis is self hypnosis, and the kind of the thing that I say with that is that you know I'm just like the guide, right? I'm like the GPS in your car. You you put the directions in, and if you follow the GPS, you're going to get to you know your destination. Mm. But at the same time, you're always control of the wheel, whether you go left or whether you're right or or whatever the you know the, the thing may be but you're in control, but if you follow the guidance, you get to, you know, get to where you're going. And so that's kind of how I look at it as what, you know, what what I, you know, what what I put out there for people. And, but it is, it's, it's, it gets overwhelming. Like I feel so touched. I'm and feel so grateful when I hear from people to hear their experiences, you know, their comments on YouTube about things that they were, you know, that they're going through things that they're, you know, they're struggling with and how, you know, I've been able to play a part for them being able to, you know, evolve and, and overcome. Right. it It's amazing.
1: And, and your uh, production value is so high, man. Congratulations. Oh, thank and thank you for doing that. And I appreciate just, just the perspective you have for really helping people, helping people achieve become the best version of themselves to eliminate the negative mindset and, and things that are programmed so deeply in the subconscious for whatever reason, however it all happens, to you know, really overcoming. And, and that's a, a huge emphasis for me in this show, so I appreciate what you bring to it. You touched on growing up in the Mormon faith. I didn't grow up in a, a faith-based home. Came to Christ early as a teen, around 18 years old, and have spent my life doing a lot of Christian music and songwriting and faith-based activities. What would you say to the people that are like, "Oh, hypnosis is of the devil" or "Where's the where's the overlap in in religion and spirituality?" We've already established that you're not overtaking the mind, right. but is there
0: any kind of conflict for you in that? Well, I'll break it down into kind of two two parts, the mechanical process and how I look at it in like whether you could say the the spiritual or the, you know, the religious process the thing about hypnosis is we have a moral code that is so deeply ingrained in us you know more so than just i hate going to the gym or more so than i get stressed when i'm taking a test or whatever the case may be so we have this moral code within us that will prevent somebody from doing something under hypnosis against their own will i can't hypnotize you and tell you to go rob a bank unless you know you're actually a bank robber so Somebody is not going to participate in something that 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 doesn't align with what they believe. And to kind of give you an example about that, a good buddy of mine was was doing a hypnosis show, and he had an individual on stage who was you know what we would call the star of the show. I mean, they were deep in hypnosis; they were very active participants, you know, following through with all of the suggestions. So towards the end of the show, my buddy had given this individual a suggestion that. When, when you hear the music play, the next time you hear this music play, you're going to dance like Michael Jackson. So, you know, wakes all the volunteers up, starts to play some Michael Jackson music. The guy doesn't move. The guy does not participate, (laughs) you know, and my, it was kind of weird because my buddy's like, he was doing everything else, but he wasn't, he didn't do that. Okay. So after the show, uh, my buddy had an opportunity to talk to the guy and the thing was, is uh, this guy's, his particular religious belief or regi- religious affiliation was that he, they don't believe in, in, you know, dancing, you know, right. Right? It public dance. Right. In case may be. Yeah. So he didn't do it. That, wow. He's just not going to, you know, to, you know, to do that. But one of the things that I do, you know, I say to people is that, you know, uh, We're created in God's image. So the things that we have about us are the attributes of, you know, given to us by God. So, you know, we've been created with this ability, this natural ability to be able to tap into our mind. And, you know, it's like, you know, it's like anything is that, you know, especially as a hypnotist, you, you want to go and use that for, you know, for good, you know, for people. So I do make sure that I approach that when I'm, when I'm speaking to an audience. In fact, great example a few years ago I was doing a corporate event and it was held here in Utah but I think there the people that were involved were from all over the country a lot of them predominantly down south in the deep south.
1: Mm-hmm. So when I
0: show up to the event the the woman that was putting on the event she goes listen we just have to let you know there's a lot of women here from the deep south we've you know heard whispers people are concerned about you know hypnosis and is this So I go, not a problem, but thank you for letting me know that. So when I get up and give the pre-talk, I was able to frame everything from the perspective to say, look, this isn't evil. You're gonna feel good, you're gonna have fun, you're not gonna lose control, all of that. And the funny thing was, is I think I had, you know, maybe 10 or 12 chairs set up on the stage. And when I called for volunteers, I ha- We had to add like another 10 shares. It was crazy because they all wanted to come up and they all had a great exactly. time. And it was, and here was a group of people, a lot of them had never seen anything like this before, mm. but then having seen it, they're like, we get it now. We understand. And of course, the women that participated, you know, they felt so good, you know, mentally, emotionally, physically that they realized, wow, this is a, uh, you know, this is, this is a good thing.
1: Wow. That is fantastic. And man, this has been rich today. I've really enjoyed having you on, man. You're just so easy and, and great to talk with and, and pulling back the curtain. So to speak yeah, a little yeah. bit on what you do, how it works and the, it's fascinating, right? You know, just the whole, the whole thing. So thank you so much for your time, bro. And thank you. I really just have one more thing to say and that's work, <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't resist. I couldn't could resist. Appreciate It was a very terrible chicken imitation, but yes. Yeah. So no, it was good. Can- it was good. You sold it to I- me. I was trying. So, what's the best way for people to interact with you?
0: YouTube, obviously. Yeah, that's dozens my and dozens. So. My, my biggest platform is Utah, YouTube. You can just uh, look for me, John Moyer, or John Moyer Hypnosis. And then yeah. if my website, johnmoyer.com, has access to all of the other places, social media, or you know, I'm on Spotify. My my shorter programs, the ones under hour, on Spotify, Apple, iTunes, and Amazon, and wherever else um, they're at. But yeah. That's where they can find me, my website and YouTube. Awesome. John Moyer, thanks so much for being here today. Thank you, sir. I appreciate it very much.
1: Thanks for hanging out with me today on All the Best. If you liked the show, be sure to share it out with your family and friends on your social media and drop me a line at john at I would love to hear from you. I also want to invite you to jump over to my site right now to sign up for my free free 31-day motivational email series is designed to help you go for all the best in life. If you're needing some real change, fresh motivation, and inspiration, this could be just the thing to get you going. You can find it at johnchisholm.com, and I'll see you next time.